0: Now the Lord did not call any of us to be a judge sitting around condemning others. He did not call us to be a prosecuting attorney pointing our finger or accusing others. He didn't call us to be a defense attorney seeking to find loopholes so others can get through. He didn't call us to be a jury weighing all sorts of evidence for and against somebody. But he did call us to be a witness. This is Jerry G. Martin and it was Jesus who said, You will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. It was his desire that every believer will be his witness. This message today is designed to encourage the people of God to do and to be who God called you to be, and that is his witness. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. He came so you can be a witness, and you're going to need power to witness. See, there's no such thing as a Christian without power. Now, if you don't have any power, you might want to check and see if you're connected to the source. Now, this building is wired with power. We got lights on, but those lights can be turned off. There's nothing wrong with the power. We just have to flip the switch. And some of you have never flipped a switch for the power that's on the inside of you. Some of you have never flipped a switch. You know, you, you know how you flip the switch? You start te- talking to somebody about Jesus. I don't feel nothing. You don't feel nothing because you ain't done nothing. Go out and say, I'm going to tell somebody what God has done for me. The devil will tell you, well, you can't tell him. You don't know enough about the Bible. Yeah, did he do something for you? If you say, Tell them how messed up you were. Tell them how bad off you were. Tell them how hopeless you were. Tell them how addicted you were. And say, you know, my my life was messed up. I, you know, I did this, I did that. But Jesus came into my life, changed my life. I've never been the same. That's your witness. Everybody, every believer got a witness. Jesus didn't tell them, uh, you're going to receive power, then you can go study all the scriptures and know everything and know everything by memory so you can defend me. No, just tell them what I did for you. Somebody said, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Well, if that's the case, are you going to tell somebody what he did? Many church members have said, they are ready to go out and witness, but they never seem to get started. Why? Because we need to activate and energize the power that's within us. And you may think, I don't think I have any power. No, you don't have, to. You don't have any power until you try to you pull the trigger on something. You turn the switch on. You can have a power drill. You plug it up, you know it's running, you hear it humming, but you got to pull the trigger on the drill. And I'm encouraging you this week to pull the trigger. Tell somebody about your testimony, what God has done to you. Tell them. They can't argue with your testimony. They can't say, no, you didn't, that didn't happen. They can't say that. So, yes, it did. They can argue with you about evolution. They can't argue with you about your salvation and your deliverance. Yeah, I used to be addicted. I smoked dope every day for 20 years. But when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, he just delivered me right then. That's your testimony. We need to activate. So why was the power sent? The Holy Spirit came to enable us to be the witness and to be his witness. Again, I say the purpose was not for just us to shout and to speak in tongues, to get chills and prophesy. That's what we've got now. We want the power so we can demonstrate it in the church to other believers. Come on, he sure is anointed. Ooh, that brother's anointed there. Now show me an anointed brother that brought a lot of people to Christ. That's that's an anointing. I'm not impressed because you can sing. I ain't impressed because you can articulate the word of God. I'm not impressed. Because you can say, oh, Yea, I say unto thee, God told me, hallelujah. Oh, there, there, there's a woman over in this middle section right here. She's got, got some problems in her stomach area. I say, What woman ain't got no pain when you got 10 of them in the room? That ain't impressive. Sister, I was looking at, I, was, I can see that you were talking to God, telling God you want more of him. You're going to say, Yeah, that's me. You're going to say, no, that's not me. That's not impressive. What's impressive to me is somebody going out there for the least and the lost, telling them about Jesus Christ and seeing their lives change, and they come on into the house of God. We can't be no longer satisfied by saying, you know, I'm praying for them. Pastor, I'm praying for them. Pastor, I uh, I invited them to church. Pastor, I invite people to church. Or did you invite him to Christ? Well, I invited him to church. Well, that ain't inviting me to Christ. We said this year, this was the year that we were going to gather the harvest. And I keep saying it every chance I get if winning the lost people was our business, we would be out of business. Why is it that 99% of our new members come from another church? They're not coming from people who are just coming to know Christ because we've shared with them we'd be out of business and I don't like that and we need to change that and we need to say God I am on the team you can use my life and I'm gonna go out there and share and I'm going to ask you to help save people because of my testimony tell them about Jesus Christ if I had one last message to talk to you about that's what I would talk to you about and we got to stop fooling ourselves I've been talking to a group of people all year long. I said, Jesus said, if you follow me, I will make you fishes of men. How many fish have you caught? Now think about that. He said, if you follow me, I will make you. So if you ain't catching no fish, maybe you're not following him. He said, I'll make you fishes of men. Somebody say, oh, Pastor, you know, I went out and I, I pray for people and ask them if there's one thing you want to pray for. I say, that's good. That's good. But if I need some fish to eat and I go out to the Galveston Bay and I stand up there and I say, I'm going to pray for the fish. Father, I just pray for these fish that they come on into the kingdom. I'm going to pray for them. And then uh, I'm going to do more to pray for them. I'm going to invite them. I invite you to come into my boat. I pray for them and I invited them. But I didn't throw out any bait. I don't have a net. We need some fish to eat. That word that he says, you're going to be my witnesses. Tell them what I have done. I came down here for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. That is the message. And that's the message we ought to be telling people. You don't have to tell them to come to church, tell them to come to Christ. You get enough people coming to Christ, they'll come to church. That's only one message. You don't have to argue with them, just tell them Jesus saves. He came to save lost sinners. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for in the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel itself has the power. And we need to start sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're not doing that, I'm challenging you. And I'm asking God to disturb you and to make you uncomfortable after you've heard this word until you become a witness with power. Too many of our children dying. Too many of our families are are disintegrating. The culture is moving fast and strong. Their message is coming out. They have a powerful message we have a powerful message now the Lord did not call any of us to be a judge sitting around condemning others he did not call us to be a prosecuting attorney pointing our finger or accusing others he didn't call us to be a defense attorney seeking to find loopholes so others can get through he didn't call us to be a jury weighing all sorts of evidence for and against somebody but he did call us to be a witness. We have what witness what we have seen, witness what we have heard. We're not recruiters trying to get people to join our Christian club. We're not salesmen trying to persuade others to buy a product. We are Jesus's witnesses. See, after the power came upon the believers, people were made That God entrusted his holy gospel to common men and women without formal training. One time in the book of Acts says, where are these morons going? After they heard them speak, they said they are are unlearned, unschooled people. But one thing I can tell, they have been with Jesus. They were true witnesses. So where is the power to be demonstrated? He wants us to take the good news across our community, across the city, across the country, across the county, across the continent. And when we begin to do what God called us to do, he'll straighten out a lot of things in our own lives. See, there is a total participation, all of us ought to be witnesses, all of us, every one of us. He called us specifically. Jesus said, you you didn't choose me. I chose you. I called you. I saved you. I drew you to myself. I have an assignment for you. There's something for you to do. You ought to be my witnesses. There ought to be a total participation. Then there ought to be a total penetration. We ought to go to the ends of the world with the gospel. In 30 short years, the believers fulfill Acts 1 and 8. They were empowered by the Holy Ghost. With single purpose, they witness as they were commanded. Now there was one time in the early church there, they got filled with the Holy Ghost, and you look at the book of Acts, they said they went from house to house, they were eating and breaking bread and fellowshipping together, and then they started uh, enjoying the fellowship so much they stopped spreading. They said, "This is pretty good. We're eating and having fellowship and breaking bread." And God says, no, uh, uh, no, you're supposed to be spreading this gospel and witnessing. So he brought persecution. He brought persecution. They had to spread out because they were running for their lives. And God said, well, good. Now start preaching where you're at. That's how I'm going to get the gospel out. I'm here to get the gospel out. Don't just stop because you had a good time and start enjoying the good time. And that's what we do in our congregations. Let the, let, let the Lord move in a supernatural way. Then we're going to always try to reenact that. We had a good week revival. We need to do that for two weeks. Now five weeks. Now six weeks. And then we'll start making the revival the main thing instead of winning people for Christ. They did not pass hundreds of witnessing opportunities in their own city just to go out on a mission trip. Jesus' gospel is to be preached to penetrate the whole world until every religion is confronted, every error is exposed, and everyone hear the gospel. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF. Dot O-R-G. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885.